Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. It is Monday, January 10th of the year 2022. This is Alex and I'm here with your morning report. This morning, I am thinking about big 2021 IPOs that have not done well thus far. I know it's what everyone thinks about first thing on a Monday morning, but hear me out here. Rent the Runway was worth $6.62 per share at the end of last week. It priced at 21. Also this morning, Paytm is off 40% from its recent highs, and Oscar Health is worth $6.89 per share after pricing its IPO of last year at around $39. That sort of thing. We live in a weird world where IPO pops are an issue and continuing performance of many hot IPOs is also an issue, sometimes in the same company. It's something to chew on as this week starts, but the fact is no one really knows what anything is worth and it's pretty funny. Let's talk about the markets, everybody. Asian markets were mixed today with South Korean shares dipping, Japanese stocks generally holding steady and shares rising in China. In Europe, modest declines appears to be the day's result. And in America, as I write this to you, it is hours before the markets open, but tech shares are set to drop just a little bit, while stocks more generally are off a little bit less. Turning to the world of decentralization, well, major cryptos are basically flat for the last 24 hours. Very boring and very un-crypto-like, if I can say so, but they are down double-digit points in the last week. So if you're a crypto fan, not a great start to the year, but who knows? Volatility can't be a sin. Now, normally we follow up our markets coverage with some big tech news. Today is no different, but we're going to move very quickly through it so we can talk about something else that really does matter. Now, the big news this morning is that Take-Two is buying Zynga for just under $10 per share. And that's a combination of about one third cash and about two thirds stock. Now, the per share price works out to about a 64% premium over what Zynga was worth before. The whole deal has an enterprise value of about $12.7 billion. And uh, I'd forgotten all about Zynga. To be totally honest, Zynga was a big deal back when Facebook launched its platform. It got big into mobile games, and then I kind of uh, forgot about it. But apparently, it's still a big business. According to a release, the transaction is, quote, expected to deliver approximately $100 million worth of annual cost synergies within the first two years after closing and more than $500 million of annual net bookings opportunities over time, end quote. Translating that a little bit, uh, there's going to be some layoffs. And essentially, Take-Two is buying a bunch of revenue from Zynga. Zynga shares are up sharply. Take-Two shares are down sharply in pre-market trading after that news dropped. Now, let's talk about the macro environment that startups exist in. This morning, news on financial Twitter, or FinTwit, if you will, is that the American Federal Reserve could raise interest rates four times this year and could start its process of letting its asset base, or balance sheet, start to decline in the middle of the year. This is via Goldman Sachs, it's on Bloomberg, it's kind of all over the place. This is not the current expectation for what the Fed might do. This forecast tells us that we are either at or very close to the starting gun going off for the end of the low-cost money era. What does that mean? Well, most startups that we talk to have been born since the 2008 financial crisis, and as such, they've only ever existed and raised capital in an environment when money was effectively free or not worth much. Four rate hikes in the year is expected to make less risky asset classes more attractive to investors and more risky assets less attractive. Now, I don't think that more expensive money will rapidly change how venture capitalists raise funds or even disperse them. There is, after all, an ocean of momentum in the startup market today. But valuations for highly valued tech stocks could get hit as the Fed raises rates, and that could trickle down pretty quickly into the late-stage startup market, at least from a valuation perspective, and from there into perhaps the middle and earlier stages of startup life. So 2022 might feel very much like 2021 thus far, you know, where we are right now. But by the end of this year, if things continue as expected from a monetary perspective, we're going to exit the year in a pretty different macro environment. Something to keep in mind. 
while big tech news was a little bit thin this morning, on the startup side, there was a lot going on. So we have quite a lot to chat through. I'm going to talk about each company kind of briefly. So let's have some fun. Up first, Pine Labs, a digital payments company from India, has filed confidentially to go public in the U.S., according to Bloomberg. This matters quite a lot because the Indian tech market is burgeoning. Tons of capital is going in there, and we do always love to see a U.S. IPO. Pine Labs could target a valuation of between $5.5 billion and $7 billion, according to the publication, which is quite a lot of money for a firm that has raised $800 million while private. Pine Labs IPO this year. Let's get it. From China, a little surprise slash not surprise this morning. Prekin data indicates that Chinese startups raised record sums last year, about $131 billion in 2021. Now, that's up just about 50% from 2020 and is an all-time record. So what we're seeing here is an amazing bit of dissonance between the performance of major Chinese tech companies, which of course have suffered in the last couple of quarters, and the country's startup fundraising market. It's a fascinating surprise. I can't quite figure this out. Now, TechCrunch covered the phenomena last year as Q3 venture capital data was coming in. It appears then and also now that no amount of government meddling in the Chinese economy and technology business model matrix is enough to slow private capital investment in China. Fair enough. A good question, though, is how the companies being funded will trade when they do exit on domestic Chinese exchanges, of course, and if the declines in the value of the country's major tech shops will harm its smaller upstarts when they do look to list. We'll find out. But, you know, here we have one chart going up and one chart going down. and I can't really make it work. Oh boy, and there is so much more, ladies and gentlemen. TechCrunch reports this morning that, quote, French startup Ankerstore, I'm going to say, has raised a $283 million Series C funding round. Now, this company was founded just in November of 2019, so it is an absolute baby, but it's also a baby worth 1.75 billion euros. So what does it do? Well, it operates a wholesale marketplace for independent retailers across Europe, according to our own Romain Dillett. Now, that's boring, but apparently it's also quite lucrative. Anyways, the company matters because it shows that not only can you build and exit a unicorn in Europe these days, contrary to what some naysayers were saying a few years back, but you can also build and scale a startup worth around $2 billion in France in just over two years. Wild. Oh, and one more thing for you this morning. Asset Compliance, a Canadian company focused on what we call, quote, supply chain sustainability management, raised $350 million at a valuation north of the $1 billion mark, and I presume quite a lot higher than $1 billion. I don't think companies sell 35% of their value in one round these days, unless Tiger Global is buying, I don't know, their seed stage company. Anyways, as a compliance is neat in that it bootstrapped from 2010 to 2015 and then hit the jets with private capital. We've seen other companies do this like Squarespace, for example. Uh, I think also Qualtrics was a company that did this. According to our own reporting, as a compliance will cross the $100 million ARR mark this year. So by my reckoning, we should see an IPO from this company in, uh, I'll say Q3 2023. Book it. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Actually, one more thing. This caught my eye just as we were about to start recording. Ingrid London wrote about a company called Arrive, just raised $20 million for an instant delivery service, quote, beyond groceries and essentials. Now, you and I both know that Zap and GoPuff and lots of other companies around the world are raising a lot of money to bring you essentials quickly. Things like, you know, Cheetos and spicy Doritos and condoms and vodka, the things that really keep life going. Now that model has been expanded to more things, electronics, larger ticket items. Ingrid doesn't really get this and I don't get it either, but there does appear to be infinite money for our lazy asses. All right, that is our show. Equity, I'm proud to say, is back to full strength this week. Everyone is off from vacation and back at the desk, which means we have an episode coming to you Wednesday. We have an episode coming to you Friday. And of course, we are back to our usual three episodes a week cadence from here on out. 
So if you want to keep in touch with the show and know what's going on, of course, we are over on Twitter where we tweet under the handle equity pod. My name is Alex. I tweet under the handle Alex because I have an enormous imagination and I'm totally fun to be around. Anyways, I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Hugs. Bye.